Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Courageous Parenting Podcast. How are you doing, Angie? We're doing good. This is one of our highlights of the week, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Absolutely. And today we're going to talk about don't run the parenting race alone. How many of you at one time or another feel alone in your parenting? I bet many, especially the moms. It's tough. It's tough. And it shouldn't be that way. And some of it's our fault. We're going to talk about that. But Mm -hmm. I do want to say that it is very easy to be discouraged with the state of things in our culture. And we don't want to have a spirit of fear about the culture. We're supposed to fear God only. Mm -hmm. And when we trust and obey God, there is nothing to fear in this world. And are we impressing that upon our children and leading by example with that? Because, you know, we don't want to just be complaining about things in the world. And then what do our kids think? Right. And you know what? You touched on something when you mentioned the title of today's topic, We don't want to be parenting alone because when you aren't parenting alone, when you're with like-minded biblical community, you also don't have a reason to fear because when you are in the body of Christ, his body becomes like you're part of, you're part of him. You're part of It's how he meant it to be. It's very, very important. And the normal Christian approach is inferior to what's needed today to equip confident Christian kids to launch into this world and stand for righteousness and help fulfill the Great Commission. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? And you can't really do it alone. Like you need other people in your community backing you up, speaking that same truth into your kids, raising their kids to be like-minded friends for your kids, right? And you need to be doing that for them. So real fellowship is an important piece of this. And you may have just a baby in your hands or you may have just a couple small kids. That's just, that's amazing, right? But <laughs> um, but everything we talk about is going to relate to wherever you're at, even if you have teenagers. So it's going to be really powerful. Thanks for joining us. But uh, you have a quick update, right? Yeah, we have just really enjoyed this journey so far. This is episode number six, and it's just been growing like crazy every week, which for us is exciting because that represents something. That represents more families digging into the Word because, as you know, we like to dig into the Word in these podcasts, and we talk about some really touchy, sensitive topics, some important topics for raising kids to be confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. And imagine, like as you're sharing with other people, you're taking your friendships to a deeper level because you're opening up the conversation to talk about these kinds of things. So if you're feeling lonely and you send this podcast to some other moms that you know have probably struggled with loneliness too, it becomes like a it's it's cultivating a conversation. It's like a, a topic opener, an 
You know what I mean? Like in a conversation. Use it as a tool to build deeper friendships and it will work. And so, so important. iTunes, uh, I mean, you can listen to this anywhere, but iTunes is where we get a lot of people. Please give us a rating, uh, even a review. That would be amazing. I think we're over 250, mostly, I think all five-star ratings, one four-star. And we have over 70 written reviews that are just beautiful. We listen, we read all of those. It's such an encouragement for us to keep on going, you guys. As you know, we're pouring ourselves out and we enjoy enjoy this a lot, but it is a lot of work. And so today, as we have been doing in all the other podcasts, we have been giving you guys um, resources. Yeah, absolutely. Other ministries to connect with or follow, be encouraged by, challenged by. And today we want to give a shout out to our good friend, Dale Partridge and his wife, Veronica. Um, We have been in biblical community with them for a few years now. And they are running a ministry called Relearn Church, and you should go check it out. And we thought that that would be the perfect thing to share with you guys today because of the topic, because we're going to be talking about biblical community, not parenting alone, but being choosy about who you're parenting with, right? You're choosing a biblical community to be parenting with so that you can be inspired and encouraged to go out into the world and do the Great Commission. And by the way, Relearn Church and all the notes are at CourageousParenting.com. You might be exercising or driving or something like that and listening. That's great. Mm -hmm. But if you ever want to, oh, what was that scripture again? All the scripture references are going to be listed there. A video of this interview as well, or discussion, and uh, Relearn Church link will be there Mm -hmm. too, and Dale and so forth. So anyways, uh, let's dive in. So it is vital that you are in biblical community. And you might think, oh, I am. But I just want you to suspend that thought for a second and really listen to what it means to be in true biblical community because this is paramount to equipping confident Christian kids to launch in this world because everybody you're around also influences your kids. Totally. And we're going to be going through some scriptures today and we're going to touch on some of the most important topics regarding biblical community that we think need to be covered. But there are many more, actually. And we've, as we were just talking, we were like, wow, this is a really huge topic. And so I just want to give an encouragement to you guys out there, especially you moms, if you are struggling with feeling lonely Mm. and you're like, how do I get into that kind of community. I mean, people might be listening to what we describe and they're like, yeah, I don't have it. Like, I want that. I'm craving that. How do I find that, Isaac? It starts with you. Who becomes you, right? But you have to become more to also attract more around you. So it kind of goes both ways. Who we are uh, is largely an aspect of who we spend our time with. But if you want to attract better people to be around, that's important. Now, if we're talking about church and church fellowship, you want to go where you can trust people. That is crucial. Mm -hmm. There's many things, but that is one of them. You've got to have that trust because who you're spending time with is also going to be around your Mm -hmm. kids and their kids. So, and you can't necessarily trust people unless there is a foundational agreement that the Bible is the true authority for your lives, for the decisions that you make, for how you're going to interact with one another and live your lives. This is it. This is the manual, the guidebook. You both agree and you say, yep, I agree that this is the biblical authority in my life. Mm -hmm. And you're willing to hold each other accountable. We'll talk about that more. But I have a verse here in 1 John um, chapter 1, verse 7. And it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, meaning Jesus, 
We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is really important, you guys, because if one person is not walking in the light, meaning they're hiding sin and they're not being transparent and vulnerable, if one person is hiding, then they don't have fellowship with one another. And largely, your relationship with other people can be a reflection of how honest and real you're being with God the Father and how, you know, there there is an element of that because, and the reason why I say this is because when people are not walking in the light, they're walking in the darkness. That yeah. is the opposite of the light. And if you're walking in darkness, we all know that sin separates us from our fellow man and from God. Yeah, I mean, it is so important because over 80% of men are addicted to pornography. This is in the church as well. And you can look up the stats, but it's higher than that, I believe. And even women are falling to things like that. And do mm-hmm. you really know each other well enough? And why is it indicative, like Angie's talking about, your relationship with God? Are you going to ask a deep question if you don't want that same deep question asked of you? Totally. If you are are willing to give accountability to other people, then you better be ready to receive it. <laughs> and so you're going to stay surfacey. If you don't want people to ask you deep questions because you have something to hide. So it is so amazing when you're obedient to God and it enables you to have a deep relationship with God, enables mm-hmm. you to have deep relationship with friends, which is important for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. And you're modeling that for your children. And it also enables you to have deeper relationships with your kids, too. That's right. And this trust that we're talking about that is so paramount in biblical community affects your kids because it affects on if you're going to trust, for example, older women to be mentoring your daughters, right? Now, we believe that God designed his family, his body of Christ in a specific order, right? And he chose the moms to be the mentors of their daughters and the dads to be the mentors of their sons. But he's also set up his body of Christ as a family. And it's really beautiful when you see the big sisters speaking into the younger sisters' lives. And I know that I've appreciated that for our two daughters specifically. And I know that you've appreciated that with the guys. I love it when I see a man talking to my boys and I have complete trust that the right things are being said and that they're sharing biblical wisdom with them or biblical experiences. But we didn't always feel that way. That's true. It took us finding and cultivating the kind of relationships with like-minded people to be able to actually have that trust there. And it took a while. Yeah, and I think it's also important to spend time with people that value your kids and actually want to have conversations with them. This is huge actually, because this was actually something that you and I used to, I I remember lying in bed at night in tears because I felt like sometimes people just wouldn't engage our kids and we'd spend time with another family and the kids would be bored and they would be there like wanting eager to talk to the adults and they would play with their kids for a while, but they also wanted to be appreciated too because they are a person, yeah. you know? And I am so thankful for our community because I do feel like they really value oh, our yeah. teenage children um, and try to communicate with them. Now, the next thing is the different kinds of friends. And we teach this to our kids. And you can just take this and teach it to your kids if you like. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, once they're talking, if that's you, <laughs> you can teach them later. But it's friends, friendlies, and frenemies. And because we naturally just go, oh, yeah, my friend over here, all my friends over here, my friends over there. Well, there's a difference. There's a difference. And if you don't differentiate that, then it's hard for them to understand who to be more real with, 
who not to, who to maybe encourage and and needs, you know, mm-hmm. that is prayer and so forth, and who to be friendly with but not spend any time with the frenemies. Right. And so it's really important to understand those different relationships. And you want to be taking your kids to scripture when you're teaching them how to make the discernments. And when they're really little, you want them talking to you about it and you want to help them make those decisions. So a key thing here is that you've developed the trust with your kids where when you have a play date, for example, they come to you when something wrong happens and they tell you what happened. And and then you're able to actually discuss it with the other mom and deal with it right then and there. This is so important, you guys, because you may be making friends with women, for example, and if they are not parenting in a like-minded way, which is why we've created the work the parenting mentor program, actually, because we want to go over the biblical model. We want to teach parents so that it's easier to be in community with other people and be parenting biblically. If you're both saying, yes, the Bible is my authority and I'm parenting biblically, and you're saying, yes, the Bible's my authority and I'm parenting biblically, then we won't take offense to when our kids sin because we know that that's human nature and we can talk about it in an objective kind of way without offending one another and get to the heart of the problem and move on and stay in community. But if that doesn't happen, you may end up having to cut off friendships or at least limit them and maybe just go out for coffee with that woman instead of having your kids get together because your kids are impressionable and you've got to make those hard decisions. It all depends on whether the people you're spending time with are willing to be accountable and receive wisdom because there can be friendlies that become deep friends. Totally. But if friendlies aren't willing to talk and be transparent and, and be mutually there. accountable and go there and talk mm-hmm. about the real issues and receive correction, then they're not likely to grow mm-hmm. and improve. And then you yeah. might need to separate a little bit. And it's not even it's not just that they don't receive correction, although that is a huge part of it, right? Like if they're not spiritually mature enough to handle it when you come to them and they take it personally and they can't and they cut you know that's that's one thing. But if they aren't um, strong enough in their identity in Christ and who they are and understanding their role in your life and they can't actually bring themselves to 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 talk to you mm-hmm. about correcting you, then there's a sign that maybe you're speaking into their life, but they aren't speaking into yours. Yeah. And I want to be very careful to make sure you understand we are not perfect. Mm-mm. I have had to grow tremendously in learning how to have guy friends. And I'm still learning. And, you know, we're not perfect in this. And this is just Who an is? experience. That <laughs> yeah. we, but we had to have vocabulary for this with our kids it's because who they spend time with is who largely they are going to become. And so it's so important. Those peer-to-peer relationships are powerful. And if you're not intimately understanding who they're spending time with and being purposeful about that, you're making a big mistake. And you might be have really young kids who who you're spending time with right now, they're going to have kids or they also have kids. When those kids get older, they're going to be much like their parents. So if the parents aren't growing spiritually, guess what's going to happen to the kids? Yeah, the kids won't be either. And then your child's going to be feeling the same way you are. 
lonely. And I think that it's also important to note that when you're teaching your kids about who to trust and who they allow to influence them and who they influence, you've got to teach your kids about the difference between being a follower and being a leader and try to raise your children to be leaders. But the reality is, is some kids don't have that natural personality mm. to be the leader. And yeah. so you have to be honest with yourself, dealing in reality and how you look at your kids and being able to say, you know what, that child is more of a follower. And so in this case, I don't really want him hanging out with that friend over there. That's right. And in First Corinthians fifteen fifty five says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So you do not want your kids around the frenemies, okay? Unless uh, they come to know the Lord or something amazing happens mm-hmm. and they repair their way right. and that's well, all and possible. Honestly, like the reality is, is when it comes to this like deep relationship stuff that we're talking about, a lot of people were not raised in an atmosphere where they had deep, transparent, biblical friendship. Yeah. I know that I didn't really have that until I was in college. You didn't have it until you became a believer. And even then it was a process, right, Isaac? Yeah. And so... We have to be willing to be patient with other people. And so someone who might be patient, discerned as loving. a friendly yeah. may end up becoming a close friend because you've been long-suffering and patient with them and respected their spiritual journey. But it is important on who you trust with your deep thoughts yes. and those kinds of things. That's very true. you got to choose someone wise. Wise counsel. Wise So accountability is important. Wisdom and safety is so important. And you want there is wisdom in being around other people that have wisdom and it's important that people are allowed to see your blind spots too because we have blind spots all parents have blind spots Mm -hmm. and it the worst thing is to see someone's blind spot and not be able to tell them because they don't receive anything from people they think that they're perfect so yeah somebody that has a spirit of independence and pride and pride Mm -hmm. is a challenge and that is so common today yeah it, it is, and it can be a discouragement as well, especially um, if <laughs> when your heart is in that place where you're just longing so much for this type of deep fellowship with other people. Because to be honest with you, like the deepest friendships are the ones who've walked through conflict and come out on the other side loyal and faithful to one another. Yeah. That's really it. And and also one of the reasons why we are covering this particular topic, you guys, mm-hmm. is because of last week's podcast where we talked about life trials and financial struggles. And we touched on it a little bit that community has been amazing in our life over the years. But truly, if you are in biblical community, then you're sharing what life trials you're going through and you're sharing what financial struggles you're going through. And they're walking with you through the mud, holding you up, praying for you when you're in the valley. And so if you don't have that kind of community, then of course you're going to be living in fear when life trials hit. But you should not be. If you're in biblical community, you should not be fearful because you have the body of Christ. They're carrying your burdens with you. And it's one body. It's called the body of Christ. It doesn't say bodies of Christ. It's the body of Christ. And we all have a piece of that body and we're one. And we should care, actually. We should should be broken when other people are hurting. Yeah. Absolutely. So in Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. And so we want to model for our kids being around the wise as in a deep way. Of course, we'll uplifting others, helping others, but in deep relationship with the wise because that's what yeah. we want them to look for as well. And we want to model for them what it looks like to be in 
uh, humility, right? We want to model for them being humble and going and seeking wise counsel. Like a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I'm in biblical community, but yet they've never discussed big decisions with anybody except for their spouse, if that, right? I know that you and I, even though we had always been craving deep fellowship and we've been really blessed over the years, um, we've had many close very close kindred spirits, yeah. like-minded fellowship at, at many churches. Yes. But we also like cultivated that. We pursued that. We would like almost chase after mentors, right. <laughs> you know? And so um, I'm really thankful for all of that. But but we also were a little bit independent and we didn't even realize that we were because we did make financial investments, some of them without seeking wise counsel. And it was partially because we weren't in such a deep biblical community that people are going, hold up, wait a second. What are you doing? What are you doing? That doesn't sound smart. Doesn't seem wise. You know what I mean? This family over here is hurting. Why are you buying racehorses, right? What, which we'll talk about That's in a different pod. That's going to be a pod. funny story <laughs> when I share that story. Expensive decision. That's all I'll say now. But yeah, it is so important to have wise counsel and you have blind spots Mm -hmm. and other people can see them because we all have different strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and God's giving revelation to different people and we need each other. God didn't make any one person have it all together where they don't need other people. He made us, he built it so that we have to rely on other people actually. Yeah, which is so true. Actually, I'm even just thinking, I mean, we we shared with you about Relearn Church earlier, but like Dale helped us with building CourageousParenting.com. Absolutely. And so like that's being in community and going, ah, we don't know what we're doing. Help. Absolutely. (laughs) Many, many people have helped us and we've helped many people and Mm -hmm. we all have different strengths and weaknesses. Well, real quick, and then we're going to dive into this other point, some practical stuff, but CourageousParenting.com. Would you go there today? Would you take a look at what's going on? This is so exciting. Mm. It's the Parenting Mentor Program. And just watch the video so I don't spend time now. The short video there of Angie and I talking about it. There is nothing else like this that exists. The most efficient way to get the biblical parenting model to launch and equip confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. The right sequence of material in the right period of time in live interaction with us over Mm -hmm. time that gives the right information you need and knowledge and experience. And so go check that out. Also, uh, if you hit the tab on CourageousParenting.com, you can see our Kickstarter campaign. And there's 16 days left or so, 15 days left. And we would love for you to check that out. There's some fun pledge levels there, like coming to spend a full day with us, with our kids and without our kids and asking whatever questions you want and spending time. And even for churches to get involved too, if they want to have a access for all the members in their church to the parenting program, they can also be involved in the Kickstarter, which would be amazing. Imagine parenting in biblical community with people in your church and you're all on the same page. We're all in. There's a lot that goes into all the pieces Mm. we're putting together, the courageous parenting books and so forth that are coming. And we need your help. I'm just going to say it in the, in the spirit of our topic. Don't we need to run the race together. We can only run this race with With your help. So we need the help. Uh, Hey, the next thing we're going to dive into here is you get what you give. So it's so easy to be feeling lonely when we're only thinking about ourselves. And sometimes we have to give to get. Isn't that interesting? It's true. And I. it's funny because when we were looking for a new church when we moved here to the area that we're in now, I remember um, just really like our hearts were in a different place than when we were 
church shopping. I don't like that term, but when we were in Portland looking for our first church, back then we were like, what can we get? That's true. But then when we came here, we were in a different season of life. We were in a different level of spiritual maturity and we were going, okay, how can we fit into this body? What would it look like to fit into this body? What can we give? And so our perspective had completely shifted. And I wrote a little bit about that, courageousmom.com. But it's the same thing with friendships. For women who are feeling lonely, you're if you're not in deep relationship, it's because you probably haven't sown it. You haven't pursued deep fellowship mm. to that same level. You haven't gone out on the limb and been brave and been vulnerable and transparent with someone and them go, wow, this is refreshing and reciprocate, right? Sometimes we have to be the leader that shows them what it looks like. And, and you may be going, yeah, but I don't know what it looks like. I would just encourage you to give your sister in Christ permission to speak biblical truth into your life. Just bring it up and say, hey, you know what? I really want our friendship to be more purposeful. Yeah. I'm craving more purposeful relationship. And so would you want to read the Bible together? And I would say, men listening, do you want your sons to have the same kind of man-man relationships that you do? And if you don't, then you need to fix them now. Who do you need to get real with and talk about your relationship? And I'd like to go deeper in our conversations. Talk about biblical things. Talk about raising our Mm -hmm. sons, raising them together. And, you know, the challenges we're facing, asking for accountability, sharing the sin and the the challenges we're facing so that our brothers can help Mm -hmm. us overcome those things. But that takes humility. It takes true humility to, to be that kind of person that's saying, hey, I need help. Yeah. Or I am not in true, authentic fellowship. And you have to get to that place with yourself where you're like, I'm willing to go deeper. I'm willing to take the time because it is going to take time. It is going to take time. And so why are so many people surfacy? We talked a little bit about this, but Mm -hmm. we crave deep relationships, Mm -hmm. yet we stay surfacy in our communication. I think we talked about some of it. You got to have trust. You got to have some mutual accountability. Mm -hmm. You got to be receptive to iron sharpening iron. Right. But what else could it be, honey? Well, in Proverbs 27, 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm. And I think that in this world, especially um, the social media world, it's easy to think that people are, um, oh, they are giving a compliment to me. And to think that they're your friend, but really it's flattery. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing as really investing in a friendship and walking through the mm-hmm. the hard stuff together. And I think that that's really the mark of a true friendship when you're walking through things or when you fail. Like when our business failed, like we were able to see who the true friendships were because and we were super successful up. for a long time. The and, real friends yeah, showed up. They and... didn't care if we made a lot of money or if we were broke they loved us and those that cared more about those things kind of disappeared actually and um and worse you know and so it's like when you walk through trials that's when you see true friendship and the true friendships grow stronger through the valleys but if you're not cultivating them now not only you're not modeling it for your kids when they're older but when you have that trial they're not going to be there for you you have to You have to invest. But it's the same thing, right? Like you can't be a part of a biblical community and just expect that people are going to be there for you when you're going through all your trials. But that only happens when you've done that first. What if somebody's listening though and it's like, okay, I go to church and everybody's surfacy Mm -hmm. and says hi and so forth. I tried a couple times and and then we go home and then I feel lonely. 
Well, I would say that there's probably too many friendships so they're about yay deep. I've been there. Yeah. I've struggled with that and had to go, you know what? I need to just pick a few and really invest more quality time. And you that's that's why it, you kind of you have to discern, you have to make mm-hmm. judgments, you have to you have to choose like-minded people to be the ones that are going to influence you and your kids. Absolutely. And in Philippians 2, 2, it says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Could it be that a competitive spirit within you might be creating a friction in your relationships? Or a lack of transparency, right? Because you think you need to look a certain way in order to be in a friendship with a certain person. And so you're stuck in this comparison trap and it's actually preventing you, oppressing you from being the person that you're meant to be within the body of Christ, within the fellowship. Yep. And so it's um, it's really important that we're honest with ourselves to see if we're struggling with this competitive nature in this way. Now, we're not talking about like competing in sports, but there is a difference. And as parents, it's very important that we do not allow any kind of sin in our children's lives. We need to yeah. call it out. So when our kids have a competitive spirit and they're putting other people down to puff themselves up, for example, the Bible says, do not be proud in your own eyes. And your kids are hearing that. You're gossiping and the kids are hearing that. Right. I mean, we could give you a million different examples, but it's your role as the parent to be training those things, pointing those things out, praying with your kids, taking them to scripture and teaching them why the biblical reasons why we don't want to be that way. Because there's three kinds of relationships. There's people that are mentoring you, speaking in your life. There's people beside you. Mm -hmm. You speak into each other's life, but we're beside you running the race together. Mm -hmm. And there's people you're mentoring and you are fully mentoring your kids. Right. And it is such an important So biblical community is going to include all three of those types of relationships. So if you're not around people that you would want to be mentored by, then maybe you need to evaluate if you're part of a biblical community. If there aren't people that are seeking you out, then you need to look at yourself and go, am I not living biblically? Is that why these godly younger people are not asking me questions? And so um, I just would encourage you, like there's opportunity for growth. And I think too is do people want their kids to be like your kids that's a really good question an important question to evaluate Mm -hmm. yeah well i have another scripture that i'd like to share which is james 5 16 it says confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much and this is the ending point that we want to make within biblical community is that it takes Humility, you cannot have pride because someone who's prideful is not going to be willing to confess their sins to other people. I think it's vulnerability that makes relationships blossom. And I think that is just a huge deal. So let's lead by example for our kids and let's dig deep in relationship with others. Let's let people dig deep in relationship with us and let's dig deep in relationship with our kids and model this beautiful thing so they are raised up with a multitude of counselors and wise people around them to equip confident Christian kids to launch into this uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. 
Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.